Welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano from Feliciano Financial Group. In this podcast, brothers and certified financial planner professionals, Jose and Jeff, explain that money is just a tool to achieve the things you want in life, a tool to make the decision to live life on purpose. They draw from years of experience to demonstrate that when your money aligns with your goals, you can live a purposeful life. Because when your vision is clear, your decision is easy. Hello and welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Gentlemen, how are you today? Fantastic. Excellent. Thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I know that we're, we're talking about something very interesting to me, and that's planning for the unexpected. And lately, guys, my life has been completely unexpected. <laughs> There's so much stuff going on. I think most people could say that too. Boy, I tell you, you're definitely right about that. Uh, I think, you know, once one thing about life is unfortunately life is full of the unexpected. Mm-hmm. Everything from emergencies to Uh, world events, to stock market, to health issues, to flat tires, to automobiles, to kids, to Mm -hmm. fallen trees and branches. It just seems like life throws uh, all kinds of things at you. But, you know, the more you can think through things and the more you can plan for uh, some of those things that may arise, the better you'll prepare, the better you'll react to it. And, you know, quite possibly the lower your blood pressure will be. (laughs) That'd be nice. (laughs) That's uh it's so true. I mean, things just, I mean, just the other day, my wife finds out that her grand, um, her uncle and her cousin had to both go in the hospital at the same time. So mm. you just never know what, what's going to happen. And I think just planning for the, you can't really plan for the unexpected. You just know that they're going to show up. I mean, even today, what is it, uh, at the end of August, and we got a big hurricane coming through New Orleans. So um, you just you just never know, and I think that uh, proactive planning is all we can shoot for, and we just expect things to come up. Yeah, and, and Jeff, you mentioned in the list uh, emergencies, and that's that's what I think I want to start with. Um, what do you what would you classify as emergencies? You know, emergencies can be pretty broad. Um, they tend to come in all shapes, forms, or fashion, but. You know, it could be a job loss, a major health expense, uh, maybe a major dental expense. Mm. Um, we all love our pets. Uh, sometimes there's emergency pet care or car repairs or home repairs. Uh, I just uh, had a branch fall on my house the other day, and when we went outside, it was leaning because the roots on one side of it uh, was coming out of the ground. So we mm. had to go ahead and cut it down and um, didn't expect that, but. You know, what do they say? Uh, life is 10% of what happens to you, but 90% of how you react to it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, sounds like you got the whole tree uh, falling, falling on your house there. Everything okay? Could have been. Yeah, could have been. Yeah, hmm. could have been. It was scary. One of my kids could have been walking outside and, yeah. you know, playing basketball or soccer in the yard. And I just, I never noticed it. It's on the side of the house that, you know, um, that we're rarely on. Uh, but that tree is so tall that you know, there's no telling what could have happened. But I think the point is, is, you know, things happen. Yeah. And that's one thing about life. It, uh, you know, it's, it's always interesting. Um, you know, so you do have to think, think some, so you do have to think some things through and just make sure that, you know, if these things do happen, that you're better prepared. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now I, I, with that situation specifically, I mean, you're, you're talking about, um, 
insurance, right? That's the way you plan for that is you have insurance that covers your house for a catastrophic event, you know, whether, you know, like I'll say, the, the hurricane that's going through a lot of cities right now or, or a tree that falls on your house, that's what insurance is for. But I know that there are times when insurance doesn't cover, you know, certain things like a vehicle completely going kaput or, or a refrigerator. Refrigerators nowadays are so expensive. I mean, it's ridiculous. If my fridge or my freezer goes out, I don't want to lose all that food. And it's not like I can, you know, hire the ice man to drop off a big block of ice for me. I'm going <laughs> to gonna have to replace that thing. And they're a couple thousand bucks now. Easy. You know, easy. So, yeah, so so preparing for emergencies. I think, um, you know, the good rule of thumb and what we try to, you know, express to clients or at least uh, uh, – create a conversation topic to think through is uh, we know that there's things that very well could happen throughout the course of the year. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's part of, you know, having a good financial plan of making sure that we are better prepared for the unexpected, regardless of what it is, it's, we need to have funds set aside Mm -hmm. uh, outside of our day to day uh, living expenses uh, outside of what we think big purchases that are going to come up in the near future. Um, you know, so the rule of thumb is to have somewhere in the neighborhood of three to six months worth of expenses uh, in an account uh, to where if we need it, we can go get it without having to worry about pulling it out of retirement plans or paying taxes on it uh, or what have you. Uh, one of the things that I do find is you know, that's a good rule of thumb, three to six months worth of living expenses. Uh, however, I think for some families and they feel more comfortable with higher or lower amounts than others. So it's recommended to start there, uh, but then think through what that number is. So let's say it's 20000 or 25000 Is that a good number? Uh, do we feel more comfortable with 30 or 40 or uh, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I think the key is just making sure that it's safe, it's secure, and if we need it, uh, we want to be able to go and get it. So, and I would add, you know, to that, you know, if the older we get, you know, we got brothers and sisters, moms and dads, somebody's health might, you know, uh, go ray, and we've got to be there. And so things are just going to happen. It's not a, not just in stuff and things, but it will be in our family issues too. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Now, there's a lot of things that we can control in that situation. You know, we talked about, or I brought up a car. Well, you can maintain it and and kind of help control how badly it's going to break down and at what point. Um, But like you said, emergencies happen. But on the bigger grand scheme of things, we've all been through something recently that's, or we're still going through it. What am I saying? We've been through it. We're still going through it, and that's COVID. And that's a big world event that we can't control um, and there's no really way to prepare for it, in my opinion, uh, besides what you're talking about, which is just, you know, living expenses and things. What other ways can we prepare for larger events like that? Well, you know, the thing I've always uh, worried about is things you can't control, like you said, another Twin Towers or anthrax or whatever the case may be. We just, there's always, stuff has always happened and always continue, you know, will happen. But, um, uh, all we could do is be proactive about it. Uh, you know, we keep, we recommend six months to a year of reserves, um, you know, and world events can lead to, you know, people losing their jobs or companies downsizing and, and uh, stuff that you just can't control. So we just have to be proactive, be prepared for that. 
Yeah, and some of those things, I mean, it's 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 hard to plan for. I mean, depending on what type of profession or business you were in, uh, to a certain degree, it was impossible to plan for when COVID first hit and things were shut down and locked down and what was necessity, what was not. I think there's so much of where you lived in the country uh, uh, was a big difference as well because they were definitely treating, you know, California and New York uh, different than Texas and Florida. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's things like that. Obviously, it was unprecedented and what we saw happen in March and April and, you know, around uh, during that time was was definitely different. Um, But, you know, you can't shortcut the fact that you know, bad things happen. They will always and continue to happen. That's out of our control. So, you know, what we can control is uh, just thinking through, all right, if I do have an emergency, if something were to shut down, um, what would I do? Uh, You know, if we can create different, we found that if we can create different buckets of money intended for different things, then it just gives us a little bit of flexibility in those instances where we may need to get our hands on cash or need to get our hands on money to either cover bills for a certain time frame or to make purchases or just to cover the unexpected. You know, so going back to, and, and you'll probably notice we kind of carry this theme all the way through all these shows, but, you know, we do need different buckets. Uh, we need bucket one that if we have an emergency, uh, that uh, whether it's checking, savings, money market accounts, uh, like Jose said, we want a good six months, maybe a year's worth of expenses that uh, we can go and get. Uh, a lot of times people will focus on saving money in their 401k at work, and that's really all they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do try to encourage people to create a, a middle bucket. Maybe we use the Roth IRA uh, for money above and beyond what the company match is. Maybe we uh, create some sort of an after-tax bucket or a bucket of money that you know, we can still save and invest and have a growth strategy for the future, but that if if we needed it, we can go get it uh, if we had to without any adverse tax consequences or whatever the situation may be. You know, those things are just very, very important. So, you know, just like we want to be diversified from an asset allocation standpoint, we also want to be diversified from a liquidity standpoint and a tax standpoint if and when we need to go get our hands on money. And, and I would add inside even, you know, a lot of a lot of people have majority of their assets inside their IRA, but even inside your IRA, you should allocate the buckets of money within your IRA uh, to have a short-term emergency fund. So that way we're not grabbing money, uh, you know, when the market is down or whatever, but we could be proactive inside an IRA in addition to outside the IRA. So, you know, and things are going to just, just basically happen. We're going through Afghanistan now and and, uh, you know, no different than, and we got 9-11 that's coming up. You know, those for sure brings back a memory in addition to what we just went through with COVID. Something just will always continually happen. And we, the, the purpose of this show is, you know, being proactive, dealing with the reality of things that something will happen. And if we could just prepare for it and, and uh, make smart choices with money, you know, that's what we're here for. So guys, how, how much, uh, I just want to get down to the nuts and bolts of this. How much cash should somebody have on hand? I mean, we, we, you just spoke about having emergency money in your, you know, in an IRA or uh, Jeff, you also said in your Roth possibly, but what happens if something catastrophic happens, uh, 
EMP, right? Uh, you know, electromagnetic pulse, something that knocks out the banks a bit or things off kilter. So you can't access your funds or, or your, your, your hometown area goes dark. It's a blackout for whatever reason. Is there a certain amount that you should have on hand and, and how do you do that safely? You know, that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I, I think I've seen in the past, uh, various clients keep X amount of dollars in a safety deposit box, uh, I've got clients that may keep a little bit of gold and silver or any other valuables in a safety deposit box or in a safe at the house. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, there was a fear, I guess, back in 08 and 09 that, you know, if banks were to fail and you couldn't go to the ATM and get cash, uh, maybe you should stockpile cash. You know, you see things of food insurance and, you know, do you need a bunker or a basement where you stockpile food and, and ammunition and you know, all these things. Uh, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I'm a guy that, you know, um, uh, I believe the banks are safe. Uh, they're solvent. Um, I don't carry a lot of cash. I, I don't keep money in uh, a safety deposit box. Not that that's a bad idea. You know, I tend to, if I have any extra cash in my pocket, it tends to be spent, uh, whether by me <laughs> or one of my kids or digging in my pockets or, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I think it, what makes you feel good? What makes you feel secure? Uh, how much money needs to be in the bank for that? You know, you can go get tomorrow, regardless of what's happening in the stock market or, around the world and you know what do you keep at home under the mattress or in a safe or in a safety deposit box that just gives you that sense of security um and i don't i don't think you can go wrong right or wrong it's a you know it's more of a personal decision along that regards and you know there's three i mean this every generation thinks differently you've got grandparents that went through the depression era and of course they've they've experienced that and of course that passes down to their kids and they're a little bit more not as cautious but as time goes on of course you know through the 70s we went through uh, uh political issues that you know where we were kind of don't trust the government here and there but you know one thing to remember about our capitalism is you know the money flow from all these other countries into the united states because we can have an exchange of power without a war whereas a lot of countries it's it's you know it's a different mindset so you know people still believe in the u.s dollar people believe in the u.s system uh, people have confidence in investing in america and i believe that has a lot to do with our economy and, and our growth and uh, people want a safety net if they have to leave their countries they want to have dual citizenships here in the united states and uh, I, you know i have of course we wouldn't be in the business if we didn't have confidence confidence in our system i think the capital system is still the best and I think that more businesses still want to uh, do better for the, uh, for their for their uh, board of directors. Uh, they're always going to find a way to increase profits, um, no matter which way it goes. But um, you know, is there a golden rule? Should we have gold, and should we have you know cash at our house? Is still a risk. You know, earning interest on your money, it's stashed. You can always get it stolen. So. If there you is forget where you put it. You forget where you put it. <laughs> That's so true. And uh, so um, I actually lost a, a baseball glove that way. I forgot where I put it. But anyway, that was years ago. But um, anyway, so, th- you know, that's what it is. But all we can do is be proactive and just making sure you're not just grabbing money at the wrong time when the market's down, when that purpose of that money was for longer term, and just making sure you just got the adequate reserves in place uh, to, you know, to address things that are just unforeseen. Yeah. And I know that part of, not to bring COVID back up as, as the theme here, but as part of COVID, we had that 
pretty large market correction, right? And that's, and that's something that I know that you guys help your clients plan for. Um, how, explain that again, how you can help plan for something like that when we don't know sure. what's coming. Yeah, sure. I think, you know, it's a, it's a great example, uh, you know, because of the, the bullishness that we've seen really coming out of 2008, 2009. I mean, market's just been on an incredible run. And sometimes we lose sight of what volatility is, how often it occurs, um, you know, and how it feels when you go through these big dips. Because mm-hmm. just to remind everyone, even though 2020 ended up, I think the market was up 15, 16 percent. Um, but, uh, you know, there was a stretch in March and April where in a matter of just a few weeks time, markets were down 25, 30 percent at one time. So that definitely doesn't feel good. So I think the, you know, the theme of preparing for the unexpected, um, it goes from making sure our big purchases are prepared for, uh, contingency plans, emergencies, uh, but even stock market corrections. I mean, you always have to think if the market dropped 20% tomorrow, what is my plan? Mm-hmm. Um, anytime you can take the emotions out of those investment decisions, whether it's fear or greed, we always do better. So one of the things that we think is good practice is even if you may be the bullish, most bullish, per, bullish person, you know, in the world and love the stock market and, and equities and the type of returns that it gives. But, you know, we think it's good practice to, you know, maybe keep a couple of years worth of uh, income needs, uh, maybe three to five if you're a little bit more conservative, maybe a little bit more than that. But in assets outside of the stock market, uh, maybe in things that are more stable, more secure, whether they're government bonds or investment grade corporate bonds or any other fixed type uh, investment. So that way, if the market does drop 20% and we're using those funds to generate income, then our game plan doesn't change because we're still in it for the long run. Uh, however, we can pull different levers, uh, pull income from things that are safe and stable and secure, which just allows the other monies to work through the cycles, uh, rebalance when necessary, and and be able to give it time to uh, do what it's supposed to do and, and work its way through, you know, those corrections that tend to happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing we, you know, we had a meeting this morning and, um, you know, the home values have went up 20, 25%, maybe even 30%, but we didn't increase our insurance on those homes by 20, 30%. So that's an amount at risk. If your house burns mm-hmm. down, it costs 20, 30% more to rebuild your house. So, you know, those are little things that, that add a lot that, that, you know, in the insurance area, you know, to be properly insured, uh, your health insurance issues that are coming up, uh, you know, we've, we, you know, they're talking about putting in a, uh, going up on our premiums, you know, due to the COVID situation. And then of course, death and disability that could always come along. So, you know, just making sure people are properly insured as far as things that, that you should have insured, but things do change. And I would say, you know, everybody, when we started talking about the homes increasing 20, 25%, everybody kind of rolled their eyes. And, you know, even as planners, we've got to do that to our own homes. So not only that we advise our clients. So, um, you know, things are going to change over time. And that's why those reviews are so important. Yeah. And, and Jose, you brought up health issues, right? I mean, that, that's a major thing. That's that's something that could fall under the emergency category or can easily fall under 
I'm getting older category, right? I mean, I think a lot of us are feeling that right now. Um, Wait, we don't get older. Who gets older? Oh, nice. I thought you just get more wise. Yeah, well, you just got to tell me your secrets. (laughs) That's why we're on here. Um, So what, what can you do to plan for you know, you, you talked about insurance a little bit. Is there anything else that you want to touch on uh, in planning for health issues? Well, you know, yeah, things, I think, oh, go okay. ahead. I was going to say, you know, that you've got the deductibles are going up, so we have to plan for that. Your insurance costs are going up. You plan for that. Then you've got the long-term care issues that no one's talking about. We're living longer. Uh, you know, you've got your adult daycare, home health care, assisted living facilities, your home health, your nursing homes. Uh, you know, people sometimes don't often travel and do the things they really want to do because they're worried about what if they need that money uh, to, to for some type of long-term care. You know, the main thing that we find is, you know, most people want to maintain their independence and they don't want to be a burden to their kids. And and uh, so they want to make sure that they're proactive and have those things taken care of so they can go enjoy their lives. And then uh, so so part of it, part of planning is insurance planning, but having a checkoff list and making sure that we thought through those things, too. Yeah, and let me let me elaborate a little bit on some of the death and disability because um, you know I just went through that of looking at you know what what's my contingency plan mm-hmm. you know not only this business if something were to happen to me if I can't show up to work because of a a, a medical condition or you know a, a bad car accident or you know if I can't take care of my family then what's the plan you know there's the business and I've got a wife and three kids that rely on me as well that. Mm. You know, I have to think through, hey, if something happens to me, what do I want to have happen? And I've got all these people relying on me to take care of, you know, them. So, you know, from a death and disability standpoint, uh, you've got disability, you know. So if I can't work, how do I still create income? Uh, Do I have any disability insurance options through work that I need to check into that, you know, if I can't show up to work because of a health reason, uh, you know, is there income that I can still get to help me pay the bills? Uh, very, very important. If there's not one through work, uh, if I got one individually, uh, what would that cost? What would that look like? And is that something that I should strongly consider to protect my family and being able to pay the mortgage and the car payments and education and, and just the day-to-day living expenses? Um, I think the flip side on, on the death is, yeah, if something happens to me, uh, what do I want to have happen for my wife and my kids? Uh, do I want to, them to be in a position where they're able to pay the mortgage and pay off all the debt? Uh, they've got to take care of my final expenses. Um, they've got to, do I want to provide uh, enough money to send my kids to college? Um, if something were to happen, uh, does my wife have enough income in order for her to continue to raise the kids and cover all the bills and maintain her quality of life. But those are things that's part of that contingency plan that if, you know, if something were to happen to me, you know, it's not, uh, if something were to happen to me, then, you know, what would I want to have happen and what are we going to do to address it, make plans for it? And I would add one thing we mentioned on disability. If you're working for a company and they offer short-term and long-term disability, please take advantage of that. That's so important. And I always ask people, if you had an ATM machine that was shooting out money, would you insure the ATM machine? Everybody says yes. Well, then that's you. You're the ATM machine that's shooting out the money. And if you're not working, it ain't happening. Mm -hmm. So it's so important to protect yourself 
uh, as far as on a disability goes. And just like Jeff just pointed out, you know, if something does happen to him, you've got one parent now taking care of three kids. So to spend more time with your kids and not having to be in a situation where you have to go to work, I mean, that's a big deal. So thinking that through is so important. Yeah. And uh, again, a lot of the theme of that last one was our loved ones, right? And that's that's another area that could be, um, you know, an emergency or, or something that we, uh, that's unexpected, right? So the health of a loved one or um, maybe the passing of a loved one, which would be, obviously would be extremely difficult, our parents aging, all those are, you know, things that we need to help plan for, uh, for our own sanity, right? I think, Jeff, you put it best with, you know, trying to bring our own blood pressure down, which is great. Um, what can we do in those situations? Well, you know, just like I told you at the beginning, my wife just found out that her uncle and her cousin went to the hospital at the same time, and one of them has a 20% chance, and, we're, you know, mm. that happens. And it's, uh, uh, you know, so it's not just your parents or your kids. It's your brothers and your sisters and your, uh, you know, cousins and uncles, and, you know, things are going to happen. And, uh, you know, and, of course, you got on the positive side, marriages and, celebrations that we want to go to so just being proactive in all those areas those expenses are going to come up and and i think that and what we're trying to emphasize here is that things are going to happen the unexpected will happen and we just have to be prepared for it you know and there's some that you know like you said earlier eric you know there's some things that you can save money create a fund set aside in order to better prepare you for things that may pop up and there are some things that, you know, we know the risk is there, such as death or disability or health. Um, and, you know, there are insurance options. Uh, so it's important to understand what those risks are, uh, how does insurance work, and then make an educated decision on, A, do we need the insurance at all? B, if we do, how much do we need or what fits what we're trying to do? And then see what plan is right for us, depending on what everything else looks like. So, you know, just like a, a good football coach would say, your offense is only as good as your defense. Uh, the reality is, is, is life changes, things happen. And uh, when, you know, you there's people that you care about that, that, that um, rely and depend on you. It's too important of a topic not to consider put on paper and then at least come up with a game plan to address it. And one of the mistakes I see quite often is uh, I see a lot of people that'll say, well, I've got this through work, or I've got insurance through work, or, uh, you know, medical insurance, fine, because that's usually your best options. But, you know, life insurance is one that I see all the time, you know, and it's uh, life insurance is great. And if you can get it through work, that is great. But for the most people, you may consider getting a life insurance policy independently and on your own. Uh, what if you decide to go self-employed? What if you change jobs? What if you retire? If everything, especially the life insurance, is through work, and when that time comes, your health is different uh, than it was, you know, in your younger years, then mm -hmm. maybe you can't get insurance anymore. Um, especially on, you know, any type of group term, people don't realize, but those internal costs of those group term life insurance policies, they go in age bands. 
So 45 to 49, it goes up 50 to 54, 55 to 59, 60. So it keeps going up and up and up. Mm -hmm. And over time, it may put you in a position to where you can't have any more life insurance because it just gets too terribly expensive. Uh, But you never know, you know, you have, so you have to just think it through. uh, What are the risks? What could happen? And what is my plan to address it? Yeah. And And those of, one one extra thing I want to say on these life insurance policies through work, when you name the designated beneficiaries, we have seen so many times that the ex-wife is on there. So definitely verify your beneficiaries on everything that you have and make sure those things are in place the way you want it. Yeah. Yeah. Because something unexpected can happen. And then <laughs> yeah. after you die, that'll be very unexpected for your family if your ex gets it. So <laughs> nobody will be happy. Um, now I know that before the podcast even started, we were just chatting and, and one of the things that you guys said you were going to talk about is, uh, loss of a job or employment or maybe even forced or early retirement. Um, but we're out of time for today. I mean, this, this has been a, a ton of great information. I'm hoping that you guys will come back and do a podcast just on that. Cause I know there's a ton to cover. Would that be okay with you guys? Yeah, it'd be bet. great. All right. Well, let's let's do that for sure. Uh, Jose and Jeff, thank you so much for your time today. Great information. Um, if people are thinking, hey, you know what, I, I need to do a little bit better planning, or at least I'd like to have somebody look over the current plan I have. Um, I know you're always willing to do that. Can you give your contact information out again? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you can call the office at 903-533-8585, or you can visit our website at www.felicianofinancial.com. Fantastic. Guys, thank you so much again for everything that you contribute to the podcast and the education that you're giving our audience. And of course, our last thank you always goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Live Life on Purpose podcast with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when the guys come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you for listening today. For everyone at Feliciano Financial, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live life on purpose. Thank you for listening to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Feliciano Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.